Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to another episode of Wrestling Around. And this week, we're going over to the east, far east. We're going to Japan for uh, WWE's only ever live Japanese show. But before we get into that, Joining me is the world-famous Terry Peters. Terry Peters, how are you doing? Hello. All good here, thank you. I've just farted and it stinks. You are rancid. <laughs> you are absolutely rancid human being. Well, yeah, good, thanks. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll swiftly move on for that. Joining me as well is Lou Markham. Lou, how are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you, and happy 4th of July. Although it won't be by the time this comes out, so I just said that. <laughs> so it's 4th of July today. All right, Peters. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just use your own name as a, like a, a derogatory term towards he's, Lou? He's pulled at me, are they? With yeah. the pay-per-views. I hope I'm pulled at you. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Well, this is... Big yeah, big, yeah. This is fellow Tarnaki within about a minute. This is this must be a record of wrestling around. <laughs> Lou, are you glad to not be in the same room as Peter's after his, uh, his latest antics that he just revealed to us? <laughs> Apparently rancid fat, yes, yes I am. Are you glad that we're uh, doing, still in quarantine? <laughs> Quite glad to be, what is it, 60, 70 miles away at the moment, yes. See, it looks funny for me because you look like you're both in the same room, so <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely not. All right, there we go he, then. He, he is really. Yeah, well, not, because wrestling around do things properly despite the horrendous guidelines that you get where you can do this if you're not doing that and if you're doing this and the wind's blowing one way do this um you know stick to freaking quarantine if you don't have to leave the house if it's not essential travel don't go you know what i mean yeah. well that's what you say but peters was down in the pub at 6am this morning he was in yeah. diva's bar in hull it's not even called diva's bar i walked outside of it this morning at about 10am Waiting to get in. No, I, was not, I was not waiting to get in. Sank a dark fruits. That's what I heard. Yeah, I've, I've heard Peter's has been going to his favourite pub and sitting outside with a can of dark fruits every day. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to carry on what he's been doing. Yeah, tradition. Just just for clarification, I've not done any of this because I'm not subhuman Peter shit. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will lock down Terry Peters. <laughs> yeah. He won't have it. Yeah. He refuses to wear a mask because of his freedom. So he's just, <laughs> I'm not just fucking going. Loki or Austin Aries again. I'm not a human piece of shit. So 
but you he's know, in a very, he's in a very bad mood. Still, right? He is uh, angry, but in all seriousness, um, you know, wear a mask if you're going outside. Yeah. If you have to, still, let's everyone remember that there still is a pandemic going on. And, and don't, just, don't be an idiot, frankly. Just do not be a bloody idiot. There we go. Pete, is, is there a reason that you you're so raged today? Um, no. <laughs> I had, I, I had the reason. Oh, I forgot to get the sticks out. Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> so um, I watched uh, Peter's Twitch stream last night or Friday, last Friday. Uh, you'll have seen that Peter did indeed forget to get the sticks out, and he's. Uh, I think he spent the last twenty four hours in the doghouse. That's correct. Woof woof woof. <laughs> yes, then he has. So that is confirmed that Peter forgot to get the sticks out, uh, and he's basically ruined his Saturday night. <laughs> so many, so a lot. <laughs> It's just, having chip, it's just having chips for two now because it's dust eggs. <laughs> You're laughing at that, Lou. But how many times have we been away with Terry Peters where we've seen him eat just chips for a meal? <laughs> no, I once went round to, uh, to Terry Peters and he had a can of tuna for his tea. <laughs> it's true, sorry. Someone start a GoFundMe to get Terry Peters fed properly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Join Terry Peters on, uh, on Bell Nation on Twitch every Friday night. Twitch.tv forward slash Bell Nation. There you go. Um, I was there. Plugged it on the um, on the wrestling and Facebook page. Yes, yeah, so you've, you've probably already all been. I, I, I think I have done more marketing for this than, than Peter's has, to be honest. We, we've got a we got a like in Middlesbrough last night as well. Yeah, so thank it's you. On, it's been on my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I put it everywhere. Here we go. Join have, you got, have you got a sign in my window? Just join <laughs> 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 Bell Nation. Twitch.tv forward Bell Nation. My neighbors will just see it. Yeah, just. Uh, Going on on that, yeah. Oh, well, Jamie and Lou in the chat, not trying to get Terry Peters to do ridiculous things, <laughs> which never works. It will do one day, when it... but if you donate 10 pounds, I've heard that you will do a shoey live stream. You will do a shoey, not happening. <laughs> well, there we go. There's a promise, there's a wrestling around promise, and we don't break promises. If anybody donates 10 pounds to him, we'll do a, do a live shoey. I, I break promises, <laughs> but enough of Terry Peters. Well, he's going to be hanging around, but let's stop talking about his Friday night. <laughs> We're going to Japan for a network special. One of the first network specials, I believe, in 2015. The Beast in the East. Lou, this was your pick. Yeah. Why Why did you pick this? One word. Katsu. I imagine the, the food in this arena would be amazing. And we'd definitely have <laughs> better. And the goddamn K-Belly Hushes coverage center in Dallas, Texas. Imagine Katsu. Is salt and pepper, is that Chinese or is that? That's, that's oh, Chinese. That's Chinese. Okay. What's well, the, this is a um... place I go to in Leeds, not a sponsor, called Juicy Sushi. But I think it's just all Asian cuisine. So they have salt and pepper as well. And other two I always get, Katsu or salt and pepper. Or sometimes both. Uh, right. Sometimes both. What's but, the yeah. little... Uh, they like little packages, little... Gyoza. Gyoza, yeah, delicious, yeah. unbelievable food. And the uh, uh, there's the sweet one. Can't remember what it's called. It's like a, it's like two pancakes with custard in the middle. Is that a gyoza? Is that just a sweet gyoza? I don't know. I don't know. Gyoza's like a little. Um, it's like a dumpling, isn't it? It's like a little dumpling filled with something. Uh, no, it's not the same. Then I don't know what they're called. I'll have a look because you can get them delivered on Deliveroo. No, they will go. Not a sponsor, but from Wasabi. In, uh, in well, I think they're, I think they're a national chain actually. Wasabi. I'd give us a shout if you've got a wasabi in your town. Yeah, let's know what your favourite item on the wasabi menu is. Yeah. And why, why it's gyoza and katsu. <laughs> why, why, no, actually, from wasabi, you've got to go for the, the spicy chicken. Right? Yeah, spicy chicken all the way. 
Um, hang on, I'm just going to move you for my... I got some bread cakes delivered yesterday. <laughs> this is uh, 2023, folks. <laughs> middle middle <laughs> class, it is fine. I don't look at him, he's a disgrace. He got some bloody bread cakes ordered. I live in the centre of Leeds. Um, and it's just, it's easy for me to just get stuff delivered. Rather than, you know, I'm just trying to be safe, that's all. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Everyone else mo- be safe. Mochi, Mochi, Mochi. No, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's like a milk thing. So, Pete, is some sort of Japanese cuisine expert? Oh, I love sushi. Doriaki was what I was thinking of. Oh, Doriaki. I'm sorry, Lou, we've moved on from what you were saying because Terry Peters is apparently an expert in <laughs> East Asian food. <laughs> so, there we go. A man of culture. A man of culture. Who the fuck that? Terry Peters, a man who buys his jeans on the internet. <laughs> I'll be there. A man who what? buys his jeans on eBay. Is it? I thought you said buys his jeans on the internet. Yeah, but Japanese food no. is so much more than sushi. So much more. It is. I would agree with that 100%. So that's why you picked this then, basically. Get back no, I time. just... Why do we pick it? No, I think Terry Peters picked this one. I just I, fit I it into the schedule. Yeah. yeah, I just fit it in. I, I, I stand by my decision, apart from one match. Maybe yeah. two. I, yeah. I, I like the fact that it just looks different. Um, yeah, it, it had a nice feel to it as an event. Yeah. I had I'd never seen... This was, um, like... Did either of you two find it quite hard to find on the actual network as well? You have to say. I typed in BC News. Yeah, I had to do that as well. I was thinking, I don't actually know how you find it. There is a network exclusive section now, I think. Yeah, there is. If you watch on PlayStation, you go to In Ring, and then you go to this is like network exclusive. It's got like. That's where you find it, is it? Roadblock and stuff like that. And the show. Like I said, I just. Oh, I'll search a beast in the east, and it's there. That's what I did. Well, I'd rather just go to somewhere where it's easy instead of me typing beast in the east in. Because that search bar <laughs> is not easy to navigate sometimes. It brings up all sorts of garbage. Ah, the WWF. I'm sick of it, right? The... It changed it, but it worse. No, I'm, it keeps yeah, crashing yeah. on my Xbox now. I just have to cast it for my phone every time. But once I cast it for my phone, I can't pause it. Yeah. Can't do anything with it, so I just need to watch the whole thing in one. And if I do need to stop it, I need to then go back in and find where I was before. Well, I can't wait until we do an eight-hour WrestleMania for you, then. Uh, yeah. my, biggest, my biggest criticism of, uh, of the WWE Network is when I watch stuff on my phone, there was a point before we started doing all this, I was watching pay-per-views in order, and then they changed it. And then now... The no, in, so you click like say event rather than you. Yeah, you click Unforgiven and it brings up all the Unforgiven and it says playing next. Say I'm watching 2002 Unforgiven. It's 2003 Unforgiven. So then I've got to yeah. go. What's the next pay per view in order for me to watch? Yeah, yeah. It's a great I list agree. on Wikipedia for that. Well, yeah, but it's uh, like on the old app, you could just go the one above and go. What if you want to watch all the Unforgivens in a row? Then I have no time for you whatsoever. I did, I did that with the WrestleManias. Um, yeah, but who's doing it with all forgiven? Yeah, Rissa Minions are easy because they're all <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> you know where you are, but you know what I mean? When you're trying to watch in like 2000s and you're trying to watch pay per views back to back, it's just frustrating. And they changed it. They haven't made the PlayStation app better because the PlayStation app was horrendous for ages when it first came out. But yeah, that was annoying. There's my, my two cents on the WWE network. There we go, yeah. but you know, for 10 quid a month, I can't really complain because it's brilliant. <laughs> and also, if anybody hasn't watched, this isn't a plug, but if anybody hasn't watched the Broken School Sessions with Mark Henry, get it watched because he's the greatest pro wrestler of all time. I'll shout. <laughs> Name someone better. Name someone that can do it more than him. John Cena. 
I would even go one step further and say he's possibly the greatest human of all time. Uh, no, that's ty- that's Titus O'Neil. Everyone knows that. Like, mm. I've been knacking really any day. Actually, no. Right now, it's Dave Batista. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Trump, don't it? So. It's just walk. It's just walk, isn't he? Walk, dude. Him and him and Titus O'Neil are like best mates down in Florida, and they're just they're just making life better for everyone. Genuinely. See, the, the last time I heard anything about Dave Batista was when he was weirdly flirting with Dana Brooke over Instagram or something. Or that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> So, so that's yeah. my last interaction with Dave Batista. So this is a shock to me. <laughs> yeah, no, great guy, Dave Batista. Oh, there we go. Well, that's that's nice. But um, right. we're all here for Beast in the East. So let's get into it. So it happened on 4th of July 2015 at the Raya Goku <laughs> in Sumida, Tokyo, Japan. I can't remember the English name of it. That I think it's Michael, Sumo, Sumo Hall, isn't it? Sumo Hall that Michael Cole yeah. wisely used. Having to read that Japanese. A bit of an interesting backstory to this. It was bit. It was a house show, but Lesnar, no Brock Lesnar, wanted to be in it to go see Masa Saito. I don't think it was very well at the time. That's why Lesnar wanted to go over there. Um, and that would have been Brock Lesnar's first non-pay-per-view appearance in WWE since 2004. So. WWE said, and I don't blame them, um, we're going to put it on the network and we're going to make it into a, into it's a, a, glori- a glorified house show, isn't it? Yeah, special. Um, and it's the only, I think to this day, it's still the only event ever broadcast live from Japan. So, surprising, really, considering where they've gone, you think how big their um, sort of yeah. Yeah, following is. I've heard it on something to wrestle before, they've tried to do it, they tried to do a show in Tokyo Dome, I think. Just to just they want those six stars. I think it's just the money's never been right or something, so they're just never bothered doing it. Well, I just think, especially these, with these big shows like the Super Showdown and the Japanese just need to take all you yeah. out of Saudi Arabia's book for money, then don't they? And then yeah, they'll get the, show. the countries get paid. The, the countries pay for like Australia paid for them to come across and do Super Showdown. Saudi Arabia obviously pay a lot of money. Fucking hell, England will never get anything then, will they? With the fucking Tories in charge, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not really, But Charlie M, NXT, like NXT would have gone over there. They've had a lot of huge Japanese stars. They've done an NXT episode over there. They're not live, though, are they? But if no, they 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 take over. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. Well, they might do if NXT Japan finally gets off the ground. Hmm. Especially when you had, like, say, you had Nakamura and Asuka at the same time. Yeah. You could have had a... I think, were they not both simultaneous champions? Uh, yeah, they would have been, wouldn't they? they should, yeah. Over Charlie. Yeah, yeah, could have, you mentioned the massive show you could have had over there then. Yeah. I think they did do one, it just wasn't live. They just yeah. did it in Osaka. So it just seems a bit, a bit odd, but I guess money talks, doesn't it? And that's why we yeah. put it. So there's a pretty cool uh, opening video package. Pretty much highlighting Brock Lesnar. <laughs> it's all based around him, isn't it? It's even called Beast in the East. And he's got the lowest contribution to anyone in this pay-per-view. Um, he's a bit more than his opponent, but we'll get to that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. But what did we think of this opening video package? Obviously, it was sort of heavily around Japan. It showed a lot of Brock Lesnar and the uh, upcoming NXT like championship match say peters what did you think of the opening video package yeah, i thought i thought it was all right to be fair i thought it just like say it was mainly based around brock lesnar so anyone else that was trying to get a look in 
not bothered about you, are they, unfortunately? So. Do you know that like Lesnar, Peter? I did at this time, but I don't anymore. He's just a dick, you know? <laughs> I'm still a big Lesnar fan. Uh, I think Lesnar adds a lot to the to the show. But like I said, this time he was fine. Five years later, it's he, he's aged like a fucking bad fat, and he stinks. <laughs> <laughs> why? What was you? you? Why do you hate Lesnar? Just shit in here. I'll turn up once a month, do 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 two suplexes, and go away again for six weeks. Brilliant. I, I, like, be- I like that though. I'm I'm gonna stick up for Lesnar here, and I think WWE overexposes all their top stars, and that's why the fans hate them all. No, I agree that there is a lot of overexposure and WWE don't use the depth of the roster, but I think then they have overexposed Brock Lesnar and this is why it's made me red ass as red as his face. <laughs> I think that look, what's your look, what's your opinions on Lesnar? Uh, if he's in the mood for it, he's good. Which, which, which he never is. No, I think a lot of the time he is. So like if you think of his matches with the one the ones that's taken to mind are the AJ Styles Survivor series, Daniel Bryan Survivor series. Very good match. Think, Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble. Very good match. Um, and a triple threat between uh, him, Seth Rollins, and John Cena. Very good I think match. Gonna, actually, to be fair, right, the, the WrestleMania 31 main event With Reigns, was a really, good. really good match very before good the interference match. died. Yeah. Um, the one at 34 was not. So the the twice I've seen him, the two times I've seen him live, they've both been appalling matches, to be honest. Like, I saw WrestleMania 34, which was just, it was a terrible match because the ending didn't make sense for what happened in the match. And the Demon Ambrose one, which is possibly one of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. I'll go happily go on record and say that. But I, I think if he's in the mood for it, I think he's, he's good. And he, you don't need to beat him to look good. I think Samoa Joe looked good when he lost to him at... Uh, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> yeah. Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that match. Um, Some of them, like Strowman, I think he beat too easily and kind of ruined... Like By the time Strowman actually got the title, it was just a bit like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The one with coffee, not this one. The one at um. Ah, oh, was, unne- was yeah, completely it was unnecessary. Just, yeah, it's disappointing. But so I can see why with... people don't like him. I guess he was meant to get heat. That was the point. He's matched with Goldberg. Uh, um, was it say three? Yeah, was, oh, I love that match. It was yeah. inc- it was incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit up and down. I don't mind the part time stuff so much. Um, because I think you're right. Like it's very easy for fans to get fatigued. You know, like if you look at this time last year, Seth Rollins was like the hot new thing. I never knew. Now it's the biggest. I mean, I actually, I actually really, really like him. Yeah. As, as the Messiah, but you, you think of um, Stone Cold and Rock, iconic rivalry. Their yeah. three, their matches were like three years apart. So, you know what I mean, they wrestled at WrestleManias. Yeah. It's the same with rock and triple h unbelievable rivalry but they didn't wrestle every week like they do now and it winds me to take balls me to tears when they have a tag team rivalry and then before the pay-per-view we have the singles matches between all the competitors and the under- yeah. I, I i just think they they do too, they do too much I, and i get what they want with these fighting champions but champions shouldn't fight all the time because of the champion the champion not, not have- the world champion the, the mid-card one. So Cena, yeah, the mid-card should, but the... Cena in this one, that, that US Open Challenge they did was one of the, the best things yeah. going on TV, to be honest. It was great. But the world champion shouldn't fight every week on Raw. No, I, but I, I, what I, I find weird about it is, like, if you've got Lesnar on one show and he's never there, but on the other show, the other world champion's fighting every week, it looks weird, doesn't it? Yeah. So they, but... they need to be consistent what they do with the world titles. In that scenario... Or just have one world champion if they're not going to use the brand split properly. I yeah. love the brand split. 
If you're not doing it properly. If it's done properly, then it's fine. But if it's not done properly, yeah, what's just, the point? That's the thing with WWE, right? They always bring in these great ideas and you think, yeah, that's great. And then you never do them properly. And it makes it worse. Yeah. It makes, like Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view now, where it's like, actually, I only have one Extreme Rules match. Ugh, why? Don't call it something else. Just, what are you doing? Or they're just and, like, I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, it's just, they're very inconsistent. And I think, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't normally agree with Meltzer. But I think he made a good point. It's like, the fans now get to the point where they're filling in the holes. So it's like when someone drops the title because they can't defend it, can't defend it in 30 days' time. Well, Lesnar's not defended his for 90. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, well, it's actually because Lesnar could. He just hasn't, but he's able to if he needed to. And it's like, we end up filling... The same with the wildcard rule. We end up filling in the holes, the logic gaps, but they're just not part of it. Yeah. They're just you... And that's, that kind of that kind of bugs me with WWE. It's like sometimes the, the long-term... Isn't, isn't there? Yeah. Isn't there whatsoever? Or when they just yeah. to make the story and they just blatantly go over history. Right. Yeah, but what I do like about Lesnar is he is like the big. This is like the final level baddie. Isn't he is the guy you have to be. Like I think he's lo- I think almost he's lost too much recently. Yeah. Um, he's lost to Seth Rollins twice. Drew. Drew McIntyre. Roman obviously the year before. I don't know, but he's like the you know I watch the Marvel films. He's the fan ass, and he he pops up every now and again, and you think, oh, oh, that big battle with Lesnar's going to be big, and it is big when he gets to it. And eventually, the good guy wins, but it takes a bit of time. Too long in Roman's case, far too long. <laughs> ah, he should have won at that WrestleMania, and that should have been the end of that. But um, yeah, the Royal Rumble this year, this year, where Lesnar eliminated like thirteen people, or whatever. Yeah, he eliminated that after he. I love that because when he, he, he made the pop of the crowd when McIntyre finally got him over. Well, that, yeah, oh, that well, you should have seen the pop between me and Peters. We were watching live together in Peters' living room. We had genuinely, it wasn't even like a, oh, yeah, no, it was like a wee bush. Fucking yes, it was like Old City had scored a goal or something. I like, think we actually yeah. jumped out of the seats, didn't it we? Was like, it was, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. Which you don't get if that wouldn't have been the same if it was Braun Strowman, who was somebody who was equally as big and as strong and hasn't been booked that no, it's way. On everybody. Yeah, it's not the big it's, it, Yeah, it's like when um, Hogan did the body slam on Andre the Giant. It's No one's ever seen that before, but if he'd have done that on King Kong Bundy, who was not as big, but a big a big guy, he'd have been like, oh yeah, that was all right. Or when Kane did it to Great Carly. Well, that doesn't really matter, cause I've already seen Cena, if you win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I will say, like, the people who kind of don't like Lesnar, I can kind of see it sometimes, because some matches just do a bit... Ken Velasquez, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Like, there's just somewhere it's just like, eh, okay. But I think he brings a lot more to the to WWE than some others, and I think you need the big. He's massive. He's one of the biggest stars they've ever produced. Yeah. So there we go. Right, that's enough. Of, well, we'll get we'll get to Lesnar. <laughs> we'll get back to him. Yeah. Yeah, this is all based about him. Back to the pay per view. Well, event we've got uh, Cole and Byron Saxon on commentary. In booty Saxon. I don't know how he, he's still about in commentary because he was crap back then. He's crap now. He's crap back then, and he's, he's never going to improve. Is so, he? Sometimes I think, yeah, maybe it's the. I don't think the Freeman both works. And I'm not a massive fan of it, but he's, he's just even cra- worse he's just crap, isn't he? Yeah. It stands out more like <laughs> a tool man, doesn't it? Because Michael Cole is, I get why people don't like him because of that heel run, but he's he's actually. That was quite, great. I will I will that, that is a hell I'm will to die on here on wrestling. <laughs> <around>. I <laughs> but, love Michael Cole's heel run. I think but, I'm the only wrestling fan on the planet. Yeah. But I I enjoy but I don't know why you would have a heel play by play guy. But Cole man is 
Oh, we should do a special on Michael Cole's NXT appearances. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Well, when he, when he comes to it, we'll do it. I'll do I'll do it on my own if I need to. I'll do it on my own. Just, I'll just um, an hour podcast on my own. But is he, uh, Michael Cole's actually a good commentator. He's actually quite a good player. And you'll think of the amount of crap that gets fed into him through, through Vince and whoever else is there, Kevin Dunn and that. But Saxton, god awful. Throughout. He was crap on NXT. He was crap on Raw. He was I crap on he just, SmackDown. He was crap on the panel shows. Like, he just comes across with a bit of like it's almost like childlike emotion. Sometimes I don't know, I don't know how to describe it really, but it's, it's a big it's... dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's on oh, to What's <laughs> happened to you? Is it because you didn't get the stakes out, Pierce? Yeah. No, he's just crap. Isn't he? he he's too much. He, he's very much WWE in that horrible HD kids era. You know, that's that's very much his thing. Where he's like. Real positive about everything. Everything's real kid based. Just fuck off. Grow some balls, man. <laughs> there we go then. Yeah, I think that's why I was trying to articulate, but couldn't quite do it. as poetic words like Terry Peters did then. Yeah, I, I think sometimes, yeah, it makes feuds too simple. It's like, yeah, these two are best friends. And now, like, you know, it's just like, ah. Uh... He's just not. I mean, it's when, just it's, it's when you're trying to watch it and you're like you're still trying to convince yourself it's an adult's product, which is, which is all we're trying to do here. It's just a, a bit like, uh, come on, take try out of the moment for me. I just think every every other color commentator is better. Well, they can't be much worse, can they? Jeez, <laughs> I'm trying to figure some worse commentators now. In, w- in WWE, Matt Striker was appalling. Matt Striker was appalling WWE. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him in the ground. What was the WrestleMania he was on all the way through? WrestleMania 26, I think. Such a good WrestleMania, but he was rubbish. Um, was he as bad as Booty? I think he was more distracting. He was more distracting than the bad year, I think. Matt Straker. I think. We'll have to watch WrestleMania 26 when it comes around. Because I do really enjoy that, that WrestleMania. But you notice Striker a lot. I'm trying to think of the last one. Oh, it'd be harsh to say in here. Because she didn't really get to say anything. She was just like, no. You have to base one here on her NXT. And she what? Was actually you NXT. Uh, yeah, she was going to main event. So I think it was just, she was too overshadowed by, uh, by Grace. But, so but, but, she was but, also put in a bad position where she has to stick up for... Well, she was told to stick up for some people and then not others. And then she ends up contradicting herself after a few matches. And it, they don't look good. Yeah, they don't really have to face in heels as much as they used to, do they? No. Like it was, I used to live like when I watched the old WrestleMania. Jesse Ventura just... Stuck up for the heels no matter what, and even though he was being ridiculous and like, so, and Bobby the Bruin. Like, will you stop? And it was just, it was great because I'm Bobby the Bruin. Yeah, he knew he was being ridiculous. Whereas now I think like they try and everyone's too friendly with each other. It, yeah, they're, they're kind of too moral. I, it's the bit where they always go, the heel commentator always goes, oh, even I think that's that's too far. But they do yeah. that every week. They do that every week now. And it just uh, don't really work. But yeah. So there you go, Cat Fan. If any, if any of you wrestling around fans can think of a worse colour commentator, then Mike, I don't want you to. Mike Adamley? He was play by play. Yeah, he was, yeah. No, not, not play by play, because Mike Adamley takes that, but colour commentator. <laughs> no, actually, out there, you the worst play by play, I love him, but the worst play by play commentator ever was that. The two weeks at the coach was play by play before I got Joey Styles in. <laughs> <laughs> that was the terrible. Coach. <laughs> Still better than Mike Adamley, though. I don't know if he was. He was awful. <laughs> he was awful. Play by play. I don't want to hear a bad man to the old coach. Think about the coach. <laughs> He's really good on the um, 
pre-shows though on the panel because it's his thing, isn't it? He's a presenter, isn't it? That's yeah, his he thing. Is. Yeah, I, I want, I want him, I want heel coach on commentary for everything. <laughs> even, just, a, even just... AEW, New Japan, every wrestling show, <laughs> heel coach, just work it out somehow. There's been a shocking lack of coach in wrestling around. Yeah, so we should do a, Can we do a coach special with all of the best when, coach when, matches? When's his birthday? We'll do a coach <laughs> special. Let's do it. <laughs> We may have to make that bonus like episode. Next week or something. I'm not sure we can uh, spin out the six best coach matches. Injured <laughs> of a coach, this is your life or something. Uh, when's his birthday? August 12th. Oh, right, it's coming up soon, isn't it? <laughs> so join us in a month's time. Peter's looks so despondent that all his coach. We've promised it now. We've got to do it. Resting around promise. So join us Trying in a month as a coach. I will say that when we were at the house show at Madison Square Garden and the coach made his first appearance for like six years. <laughs> I pop big. Right, that's it. Let's actually get to, to Beast in the East now. Peter's, Peter's getting like more and more seething every minute that goes past. <laughs> so I'll throw it to you, Peter's. Chris Jericho versus Neville. What did you think? It was alright. It was alright, wasn't it? It, it? I think it could have been better. It was too slow. Too slow for me. Do you not think the... Um, I know this is a thing with Japanese crowds, but I noticed it a lot in this match. The, Jap- the crowd didn't help it. Yeah, they were very quiet, weren't they? They were very much on to Jericho because it's Jericho, which which I get, like I say, but it, it was just a bit slow for me. And I think these two could have had a really good match in, in an, on another, another event. It did pick up a bit, but like I say, the start was just really, really slow for me. And I never liked that, the man that gravity forgot thing when he was a superhero, Neville. The altitude era. Yeah. I didn't he, like his hair. He's, he's hair. Be- you didn't like what? His facial hair. That no. weird little soul patch he had. Yeah, soul Cheers patch. Cheers, off, man. Soul, soul patches just brank, aren't they? <laughs> but I, I prefer him in AEW as Pac, to be fair. I think he's better as Pac. Because he's a better heel in than face as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed his... Um, he is, but you wouldn't have known that at the time, would you? Just watching him on... Yeah. On the... His cruiserweight heel run. Like I say, the, the problem so. is it was too superhero because he got involved with all that stardust and then Stephen Amell bollocks as well, didn't he? That would have been... That was the few... on it, so it would have yeah. been a month later. Yeah. And, but like I say, I think in a normal... On a normal pay-per-view, these two probably would have had a good match. But I just felt, like you said, that it, it was a bit slow for me. Yeah, but I, I think, think I think as well the the crowd were very much up for Jericho because it was Jericho, which which is fine. Yeah, and he wasn't on the main roster at the time. Jericho. He was. Oh was no, he? sorry. No, no. I, just, I, meant, I was going to say Neville. Neville was on the main. I don't no, just yeah. Jer- Jericho was only doing house shows, wasn't he? Oh, was he? Yeah, right. he was doing like an anti Brock Lesnar he said on this podcast. He was just doing the non televised events, but he wasn't on TV. Right. So I think it was quite a big deal to have him on the show. Because yeah. I remember watching it, I I turned it on like ten minutes later, and I was like, "Was Jericho doing it?" Because like, he wasn't. He wasn't on called, TV. Well, they called the the Walls of Jericho, didn't they? The Lion Tamer as well. Yeah. Well, there is a difference. Yeah. He had so, his knee in the back of his head. Didn't yeah. It? So the Lion Tamer, no, the Walls of Jericho is a Boston Crab. The Lion and Tamer, the, which, looks, the knee. which looks a lot better, is he puts the knee on the back of the, the head and shoulders. Because I was going to say, when he's early start, he did the knee, didn't he sometimes, but not always. I, but... I think I've wrote this down. I, the Lion Tamer is miles better than the Walls of Jericho. Oh, yeah, I agree. Apparently, there's no way of faking it, I say, so if you're not worn up properly. You're very likely to have an injury, yeah. Mate, there's there's no way you can you can stretch someone that much. And I think it's harder for him to put on bigger guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. He's got no problem with Neville. Obviously, he could put on Neville. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I thought this match was all right. The, I'm, the not Japanese... saying, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was a bit slow for me yeah. to get going. The Japanese crowd does take some getting used to. I think I'm just conditioned the, to well, English crowds are really loud and some American crowds yeah. are really loud. But I thought the, the Japanese, Japanese crowds, crowd read the big spots feel more. Well, they, they appreciate the big spots more than yeah. sort of the little like, things. It was just think, the, every, every time it was like a, they were getting up on the top ropes and it was like, whoa. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, actually, I thought that like really... Because um, it was a spot where I think Jericho reversed something off the top rope into the walls. And I was convinced that was going to be the finish because I knew he wouldn't buy submission. And I'd seen it before. <laughs> I was just like, I was convinced that was the end. I was like, yeah, it's definitely. He reversed, that was um, the red arrow. He reversed into yeah. the white It would have been a better ending than the actual ending. I know they were both very similar. Yeah. There was one way he caught him somehow. All right, he reversed a hurricane as well, and so was Jericho. Yeah, I, like, I, I like the ending, though, to be fair. I like the reversal ending. Yeah. But no, it was nice to use the lion tail. Well, I guess he used it in the ECW one, but it, it was just a throwback to that part of his career, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which they, yeah. Did build, they did build up a lot, didn't they? The yeah. I, think, I was yeah, going to say they acknowledged it, didn't they? Yeah, for a first fight, for a first versus first match, it wasn't bad. Like, yeah, Pac is Pac had no personality at the time, which is surprising because like now he's a heel. He's yeah, unbelievable, he isn't he? Yeah, I still think he left a bit of too early because I thought he was on a good run. I know he had to lose to Enzo. Yeah. No, I, I, I thought, I I thought he it. took his ball and left too early, but then he probably yeah, would have got the title back, wouldn't he? Yeah, I did get to see him at Defiant Wrestling. And I love the way he announced him. Because he just goes, I wish that was his name, Sweet Stevie Aaron. He goes, oh, Haley from Newcastle upon Tyne. He is a bastard. It's back. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And it was the best heel movie he ever did. was Because I was right at the front. And he was just about getting on the, came out. He was doing his entrance. He was going to get on the top rope. And I would say everyone gets the phones up. So he just steps on the second one. I went, ah, fuck you guys. And just turned around. And I was like... <laughs> So he's, he's got pictures. I got he's pictures a better back, heel than first, which I was annoyed yeah. at, but also I, I appreciate the. Uh, the yeah, but you shouldn't be getting photos of the 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 heels, should you? It you was right I mean? there. It was right close. It was. Yeah, yeah he's better, very close, but he should be posing. Do you know what I mean? You should just go yeah. in there and be a big spoiler. He's better anyway as a heel, and he so. Yeah, he is. I thought. Yeah, I just thought he could have had a better run in WWE. I, I mean, obviously, you don't know what happens backstage, but I thought from watching on TV, yeah, he had to lose to Enzo, but. Whatever, that might have been the step up to the main roster again from 205 Live. I don't know. You don't know, do you? Yeah. yeah. But um, he did some incredible things. He's obviously incredibly gifted in a, uh, sort of the aerial maneuvers. Like he did the shooting star press and landed on his feet from the top rope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's running. It's one of my favorite moves um, going. Is, you know, where they do a running shooting star press on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, I just think it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's always impressive that. Even it's like Apollo Cruz's that standing one that he does. Yeah, that's really for a guy of Apollo Cruz size as well. But yeah, never lost uh, after tapping out to the lion tamer. Sixteen minutes. So there was another good spot as well. Where um, he jumped, he like did a springboard, didn't he, off the top rope and into a cub breaker, which you've got yes, like, yeah. a hell of a lot of trust in Jericho to do that. Mm-hmm. Same with the red arrow. When he did the red arrow onto the knees, that, there's no way that don't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first match. Jericho versus Neville. 16 minutes. Jericho's the winner. We'll move on to the next match, which uh, I've got a bone of contention with this straight away because I hated everything about the Divas Championship. I hated oh, the, bell. I the hated name. I hated absolutely everything. And I thought it put the women back 10 years. You know what I mean? 
This is it was, right it, it was annoying. It, it was annoying. It fully replaced the um, the women's title. I understood it at first, you know, when he had to have two titles. Yeah. And it was just like, okay, yeah, we've got one on the Raw, which is the women's title. So, yeah, Divas. Because that's what they were called at the time, so whatever. But then when they actually just got rid of the women's championship, it just seemed. It with this butterfly abomination. It seemed backwards. So, like, yeah. I, I got it if in Attitude Era, if it was a Divas championship. I, I got it then because I think, what, Cat won it in a mud bath or something one week, didn't she? Do you know what I mean? But when all that Trish and Lita did, and then they actually starting to wrestle, and then they go backwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Go from women's to divas. I just, I, yeah. I just, I, just hate, I hated the design. I thought the design looked yeah, some design sort of crap. crappy tramp stamp should be yeah. <laughs> on the back of something. You know what I mean? It I imagine rubbish. it sold. I imagine it sold well there, size wise. Probably. I imagine it was the women's equivalent of the well for little girls. It'd be the equivalent of the, the little boys getting a spin about. Yeah. Oh. Which, as we yes. said, he talks on it, so it's probably why it got done. It's pretty but pink and this is, this is right at the start of the revolution, isn't it? Or just before, anyway. So well, this is like the last match of the previous era, isn't yeah. it? One of my notes was just thank God for the women's revolution, because I'm pretty sure the next week, it might, it might even be the raw after this. It's, um, two weeks. Two weeks after this. So I'm yeah. Becky, Becky, Charlotte, and uh, Sasha. Because I was going to say, it mentions about Alicia Fox going with the Bellas, which then reminded me of yeah. Team Bad, which was Tamina, Naomi, Naomi and Sasha, and then obviously you've got PCB, which is a terrible name for a. Well, no, because no, the first one was the uh, Submission Sorority. And they found out it was some sort of like uh, sex gang. Yeah, I mean, that, that <laughs> makes sense, doesn't it? But... It's PCB that drugs are. That's no, plastic in it. Oh, the PCP, am I thinking? I'm not. I think, PCP, I think PCP is just like a strong plastic in it. I don't know. No, it's no, PVC. PVC, is that? Yeah. That's what I thought it was PVC and something else. You, PVC? I don't know. Let's go. Google Any, PVC. Any, anyway. Let's go, let's go Google PVC and hope I don't get arrested. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, speak, look, I'm going to say PCB, you know, PCB. Yeah. yeah. PDC, the Best Professional Trinity. Darts Corporation. Printed circuit board. Uh, well, there we go then. Well, there we go then. Fair enough. Um, do you remember at, um, when we was in New Orleans? I think it was New Orleans, and we was at Access. And speaking of the Divas Championship, you, know, you can get the little ones on the on people's hands. Do you remember that, that real think... that, that real big guy you had the Divas <laughs> one on, on his wrist? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he had it on his shoulder. Mate. I was on his shoulder. Was yeah, it but on it was a tiny one. I, I thought I was in Dallas. Is it not in Dallas? I can't remember. I just know it was at an Access. Yeah, and he was just—he was walking around so unironically. I knew, I, I think he was in on a joke, but it was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he just looked so looked so proud of himself. Actually, I was it because it was at the place where we saw Cardo walking around Access. That was that was New Orleans. That was New Orleans, wasn't it? Yeah. That was mad. That was absolutely mad. That we were just stood in the queue, weren't they? Just like oh, that guy looks familiar. And so like, yes, it's a Cardo. Biden. Was he? What was he buying? Like a T-shirt. I, I, hope, I hope it was a Roman Reigns T-shirt. Yeah, it was. He's a big fan. <laughs> I was getting a belt with the reins, like things on the side. I yeah. absolutely hope it was that. Yeah. I wonder what it was. Or Baron Corbin. I hope it was a Baron Corbin t-shirt. <laughs> should, we, should we tweet him? Tweet him and ask him what he was buying at Access in New Orleans. WrestleMania 34. There we go. I don't know. Follow a card. So I, I realise I should start following everyone that I tweet on the rest around. Yeah, I think you should. So there we go. But while Lou's doing that, we'll get into the actual match. So we've got Paige against Tamina against the current champion, Nikki Bella. Nikki, this would 
sort of part of Nikki Bella's like record run, wasn't it? With the the three hundred odd days, it, it mentions that she's coming up to the three hundred days, doesn't it? At this point, yeah. And so, it further highlights how bad Tamina actually is. I was gonna say that. So we'll, and how good Paige was. Yeah, and do you know what I thought was surprisingly good? Nikki Bella. I don't think she gets enough credit. Um, I think she gets enough. I don't yeah, think she looks to, quite good to, in this. To me. The Bellas were fine when they were wrestling. Now they've retired. They're very annoying. Yeah, I don't, just, yeah. They're, they're making a living out of being the sort of... I don't really like personality celebrity things. When it, 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 Yeah, there's there's a time and a place for that. And it's fucking MTV. Yeah, but it's not, it's not in going on the show. No, but they've got their own... The, the two retired people... And they've got their own WWE are spending their own money on Total Bellas. Put it into the actual goddamn show on a Monday and a, and a Tuesday or a Friday, whenever it is now, or a Sunday at pay per view. Take that production value and put it into a proper thing for TV that people are interested in. Well, it's well, 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 just because one's married to Daniel think... Bryan, the other one was getting piped by John so Cena, does not make him relevant. No, oh you're not interested in it. It's not uh, anything that you're not interested in. It's so, a massive show in America. I genuinely, genuinely know somebody who watches Total Divas and Total Bellas and has no interest in watching the weekly WWE shows. To be fair, Total Divas is quite interesting. Total Bellas is not. <laughs> I have no WWE, problem with Total Divas. Not anything that will cost them money. So it must be a big show, otherwise they won't do it. Well, they're obviously getting some sort of money from it, aren't they? So... Think everyone slags off Nikki Bella for being part of this this era. It's not her fault that oh she was a, the, the the ones that was around there. I, well, I, I, I think Nikki Bella is perfectly. I think Nikki Bella is perfectly judged to be honest. I don't think she's an all-time great, but I think she was half decent. No, she, she was better than Brie. But she's, she is going to get left in the shadows of people like Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Oh yeah, absolutely. Far well, you, you see that then, don't you? In the next few months, but then, like you say, you've still got Tamina kicking around in both areas. Who's <laughs> Shocking. I was surprised that Tamina could move on this show. Like, oh, that like, splash she did was bad. Like, you um, do you know what I wrote about that splash? Well, she's, I mean, got the, she's got Tamina, less movement than the great Cali. Tamina goes for super fly splash, misses, no one cares. <laughs> do, you know, do you know why? Because no one cares no, at all. No, she was pointing to the top like it was some massive uh, deal. Like she's going for this splash. And everyone's like, yeah, go on, do it. I, I don't care, Tamina. You're crap. You know what I mean? Well, like, to me, it shows how good that Paige was at the time. And it's obviously a massive shame about her neck and she can't wrestle anymore. Yeah, I would agree I would agree with that. I think Paige is probably slot right in it. And I enjoyed the music. I can't really remember it. Just da, keeps da, going. Da, da, da. Yeah, but then it keeps going. Whoa. Yeah. Cheers, Jim. Yeah. Anybody wants this, the full song like that, um, then YouTube yeah. exclusive. He can record then, yeah, it himself and edit himself. If we get free reviews uh, in the next two weeks, Lou will record the full song. I thought that was it. That's pretty much. I guess we repeat that. Well, oh, you'll have to repeat it then, but you'll be doing it for yeah. three. But no, minutes. it's good. Like, cause the English crowds always sing along with it, don't they? Remember, remember at WrestleMania 34 when she came out on the uh, Smack? Is it the Raw or SmackDown? Smackdown. The Raw. No, it was Raw. Died on the Raw. Was 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 the yeah. All the English fans were just singing. Whoa! It was great. Yeah. I I, I miss because I didn't start watching wrestling again till the SummerSlam after this. 
So I missed Paige. So I don't understand the hype. Well, you need to watch Fighting with My Family. <laughs> I, it's because she's different, though, isn't it, as well? She's not like the Anybody watched the three years before this, when Paige came up from NXT, are just obsessed with her. And I, I know, it's, I've, I've got it's because she's like an anti-diva, isn't she? She's totally different to the ones that were around at a time, although obviously she's changed her body into ways to look more like the, the divas as you would expect or the women as you would expect, but from sort of 90s. Yeah, but, I, I that, thought that's it like his first wrestling show that he watched was the WrestleMania, not the, the Raw after WrestleMania, where she won the title. And she is hands down his favourite wrestler. She's just, a, she's a big deal. I remember when we were queuing for, um, we were at Access for 32 and their queue was massive. It was, she was huge. It was yeah. huge. Yeah, she's a big. She yeah, she's a big deal. I I kind of yeah, it's a shame that she didn't really get to kind of reach that potential. But yeah, fulfill what she should. I mean, like the, the role that she played in like actually turning it around was was huge. Really, her and AJ Lee obviously won't get the credit she deserves now. But those two, I think in particular, were the start of the women's revolution, weren't they? Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watch, watch the show. Watch the um the film. Fire my family. good. Then you'll get the I'm going to have to find out what that fuss is. There's loads of it's stuff on, like that. that it's, on Netflix. Netflix. it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. There's loads of stuff. Watch, it, watch it tonight. I had the good like, eight years where I didn't watch any wrestling. And I missed The Shield. I missed CM Punk. I missed um, Nexus. And everyone goes on the boat. And I'm, like, when The Shield got back together, I was like, hey, this is cool. I'm not changing my life. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, that segment where Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins first put fists together. Oh, it's glorious. Well, I was just, I, well, there, because you saw the shield, I was just like, oh, yeah. right, then these are the texts. No, the, the, cra- the crowd reaction to it was just <laughs> insane. I've never seen anything like it. It's like CM Punk. When I stopped watching wrestling, CM Punk was just like some random guy in ECW. <laughs> and so now everyone was like, oh, my God, CM Punk's the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, is he? He's feuding with Mike Knox, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till Dean Ambrose comes back to WWE Films of Shield. It's going to be awesome. No, it's going to happen. Two or three was, years time. There was somebody else I was thinking was going to come back. And I, can't, I can't remember who it is now. I think they're going to come back to WF. It's going to be Jericho, obviously. Ne- Neville. Jer- no, I don't think Neville would because no one cares. But I think Jericho's dead set to come back at some point. Yeah. I remember on a Wrestling Hub's Ever Live where Mike said for and they went, oh, who do you think is going to be first to jump from AWS to WWE? And Brian Alvin was like, I don't think anyone's going to. And Mike said for Jericho in like two years. <laughs> Just obvious. Like, yeah, he's gonna go to Hall of Fame there. It's gonna be him. Like he's gonna go back. Right? Yeah, and and if you don't think that anybody from AW is gonna jump to WWE, you're a fool. Yeah, I don't know if the big stars will. will uh, the stars, I don't. Right? I think. I think I was the elite. What? Someone like Joey Janela, who's maybe doing little bits, might do. I think. Well, uh, WWE can offer a lot of money. Yeah. So what people, people, people are gonna go. Yeah, they're a billion dollar company. Oh, while we're talking about people jumping from WWE to AW and back and, and back and forth, can I just give a shout out to Renee Young and her big announcement last week, which was amazing. Oh, the cookbook. She was like, "I've got a big." She's like, "I've got a big announcement on uh, on Wednesday. I've just I've just sent an important email, and then right to the last minute, she was saying she was going to leave. And she was, I'm releasing the cookbook, and then all the fanboys got absolutely fuming. It was great. Yeah, they they, they were livid. <laughs> but that was just funny. It's a good cookbook. Her Instagram is full of good good food, right? Oh, there we go. Then follow Renee Young on Instagram for, for good photos. But right, yeah. back to the bloody match. <laughs> what match were we on? Uh, the second match. Oh, There's yeah. only five. There's only five. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, got, we've got to pad this out. 
<laughs> so we've got the triple threat match. It's a triple threat match, so of course there is a superplex, superplex powerbomb combo because is there a match with more than two people in where this doesn't happen? I have no problem with it. <laughs> I just think it's overused. If I was in a triple threat match, like, you just don't get on the top rope because someone's going to gonna powerbomb you. And the, my issue with this as well is Tamina rolled in the ring fresh, powerbombed them off the superplex and was done. Like... I get it if you're in, in the top of the superplex. I get it if you're in the middle of the superplex. But if you're doing the power bomb and nobody's actually doing a move on you, don't roll, on, it's a don't weird, roll though, out on the floor like you've been beaten up. I'm not having it. How many people do you think you could get in a chain? Um, do you I, they could do one more? I think the, what was the biggest one that they, they did one on a war games, didn't they? The Undisputed Era. And did they have like nine men? Was it one of I can't remember if it was the four on four or it was it the two teams of three yeah, or whatever it can't it was. have been like one person doing a move to someone to someone else doing someone. The, the ninth person on that is going a hell of a long way, surely. No, it was, so there was somebody on the, somebody on top of the cage and then yeah. I think there was two trying to do a superplex on him and then there was two doing something like on stood on the ropes on oh, there. Okay. And yeah. then somebody on the floor did it. So I think there was like yeah. six involved. Six. Right. Of, but a chain was like single moves. How many do you reckon is possible? Three, four. You need some. You need a structure to be at the top, but yeah. Yeah, because the best at the end. The best at the end is just gonna. Hang in the balls, are they? Yeah, you I need. Some, you, I don't know how you do it. Four, I, I'm saying, if you're just doing superplex to superplex to superplex, you four. You have to have someone like Cesaro at the bottom, wouldn't you? Yeah, big show, isn't it? Yeah. Someone strong. Yeah. Actually, you need to get Carl Strange to stay up at the top, wouldn't you? To stay straight and not. Yeah. The, the, the middle guys have got to be strong as well to so not drop them the other way. You know yeah. what I mean? So maybe do you put your weakest person at the bottom? No. You gotta, <laughs> no, you got to have like heavy set lad at the bottom. Like Big Show or Mark Henry or something. Keep it stable. And then I think you've got to have like fair up the chain. You've got to have stronger but slimmer guys like this is our, I think. Right, so right, you're. I'm going to rule out John Cena because he ain't doing it. You're perfect four man superplex. Right, so you've got Big Show at the bottom. You've got Big, Big Show. And then I think you've got. I'm going to go Cesaro next. Um, and I don't know about the. I don't know about the third one. The last one is definitely Coffee Kingston or Rey Mysterio or something. Oh, like big, that. oh, big, you big, just fly, big, fly, big, 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 what about um, Sheamus? I would say he's too big. No, he's too big now. He's out. He's out of it. He needs to go down in size. He's but strong, isn't he? He's strong. Yeah. That's because I was thinking like Big E, but I think he's too too big. He's 300 pounds, isn't he, Big E? Shell and Benjamin, just stick him in there. Defensively, defensively big lad. Apollo could be another one, yeah. Apollo Crews, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go then. <laughs> there we go then. So we've got Big Show, Cesaro, Apollo Crews, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, that's that. I think that'd work. They're all there now. Because we have a serial too old for it. It's not him, Coffee Kingston. Shelton Benjamin could be at the top because he does some ridiculous things, doesn't he? Yeah. You basically want your two springy people as number two. Uh, yeah, because the they've got to do a hell of a job on it just to get across. Like. You want Ray Mysterio at the top. Yeah, I think you do, really. Yeah. Or um, maybe you have Dominic at the bottom. <laughs> Dominic at the bottom? Like, yeah, it's big lad, isn't he? Is he like, yeah, but he's not, not Big Show, is he? Yeah, no, Big Show has a solid base, isn't he? You just can't see Big Show falling during that. As you can all, as viewers, as you can all tell by this weird 
conversation that we're having. This match that we're talking about is obviously crap. <laughs> yeah, it's rubbish. Uh, <laughs> it was only seven minutes. Um, we'll, typical, we'll get, typical of this era, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, we'll get into it. We've, to be fair, we've mentioned more of it. There's a superplex powerbomb combo. To me, the misses a superplex splash. Nikki Bella hits her with a forearm. Wins via pinfall. Weird finish. Again, just shows how shit Tamina is. Imagine if she did like a super. So someone's going up for a super high slash. Someone else jumps on, does a headlock on the back of them. What is what what, what is up with you? Why are you obsessed with this? I'm just trying to think of big spots. So then they jump. So Jack kill every Jeff Hardy's got to be involved in this somewhere. Well, they, Randall they, Keith so they, doing they jump, but then somehow the person was like doing the the headlock. Mine used to launch off those while they're jumping. Goes forever. Checking out as possible. Did you put like Spike Dudley at the top to do his bulldog? Yeah, maybe some of that, yeah. And Rand- Randall Keith doing an RKO somewhere. I'll fix, well. I'll fix this ring because most rings are probably like maybe three wrestlers, you know, from corner to corner. Yeah. I'll fix it. Yeah, that's a good point. You have to do it outside. He's after one of Mike Tanay's eight points of um, pain or whatever he said in that TNA. <laughs> you'd, have do, you'd have to do it out of the ring into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so then you can't have two big ones. The crowd down the aisle. You can get the old WCW ramp out, and you can just go after that. Oh, but the, you know, the ECW ramp it went right up to the. Yeah, that's what WCW yeah. used to do as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. I think AEW says now on pay per views as well, no? Yeah, it does on Fighter Fest. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it adds like. a different dynamic, doesn't it? Yeah, just somewhere else to bump in it. Yeah, I get that. Um, so yeah, Nikki Bella returns. I, I think you can tell how bad Tamina is because uh, Paige and Nikki Bella pretty much wrestled the singles match. <laughs> Tamina just kept yeah. getting thrown out. <laughs> she does well. She tries. I mean, people say she's the what, she's the longest wrestler to be WWE and not won a title. She's not had anything, has she? Not like nothing whatsoever, and it's because she's crap. Oh, that's an Oh no, he's been US title. He's been US champion now. I'm, I'm dead. Next NXT champion? Yeah, NXT don't count. It's main roster I was talking about. Yeah, I'm not having that. Well, it's still a champ, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but it's like saying like you're a WWE champion, I don't count. <laughs> Stop it. Stop annoying the internet. TNT champion. All right. <laughs> nice, nice one, It's an equal brand. Mm-hmm. What, pack- NXT? Yeah. No, it's still developmental. Yeah, they, won, they won Survivor Series. Still developmental. Let's not get into that Survivor Series because it still annoys the hell out of me that Walter got eliminated within like a minute. <laughs> right, I'm going to defend the WWE as I always do. He was on. He was the champion on the fair. The the, the developmental brands. The developmental brands. Yeah. He was looking to. He was looking to get on the bloody show. He's big so jolly. Just, he's big jolly Waller. You should I'm, a big, I'm, I'm a big fan. You can't say that anymore because you, you can't announce quite that guy. Yeah, that is true. Um, <laughs> I said it as well, so Wolfgang got that wrong, I think, I hope. I, think so. I don't know how we could do that. It's just not going to Um Yeah, yeah, fuck Ligero while we're here. Um, but also, what was I going to say? Yeah, he's just, I don't know. It was just, if he's on there, he's going to go out first. But I didn't see it was a big deal because he got took out by, who did he get took out by? Drew. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Drew or somehow Drew, I think, when it was one of the big lads, I think. Yeah. So I, I thought it was just it was what it was. I didn't, I didn't mind it. I just, I'm a huge Walter Mark. Rumor has it that he's the one I'm on the main roster. End of dawn, isn't he? Yeah. He's got it written into his contract, and he, that he doesn't have to go on the to America full time. 
Nice. I don't think he wants to live in America. Yeah. I think they are safe in NXT UK against him, are they? Which makes a lot of sense because Walton never did anything in the US prior to, like, he did little bits, didn't he? But he was meant to be a huge star in Europe. And I think that showed when he beat Pete Dunne that the US crowd didn't really care. But yeah. you don't, if he'd have done that in London, it, everyone would have gone mental. Yeah. And also, he's got one of the best music in, in WWE. Mm hmm. And I, Imperium, I love Imperium, except Marcel Bartel, because that guy sucks. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy. Marcel Bartel's the worst thing. Well, only, only in like a heel way, not in like a Ligero, I actually hear him where, like in a, just a, this guy sucks yeah. heel way, kind of Let's not ever mention that guy again, <laughs> in his shitty Mar- mask. Marcel Bartel, don't worry about uh, That fucking knobhead with his fucking horns yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they have massive ripped him off now. Yeah. Thank you, Dave Mastiff, who I'm also a huge fan of. Can't wait till we do some sort of... Um, will we be able to do... Yeah, it's going to be awkward now. We're going to have to pick them selectively, aren't we? No, we're just, we're just going to do the first title tournament. Yeah, we're going to. January. Yeah. On the list. Oh, but, there you go. But then I uh, I also would like... Um, oh, I can't remember his bloody name. Who was Liverpool's number one? Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson? Zach Gibson's yeah. got the best music in WWE. <laughs> I can't I don't remember it. I can't Absolute remember what it's like. Stuff. It's almost as good as Tyler Bates' original music. Oh, that's great, that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, oh, it's Peter Gabriel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but... Right, they were great. So we're side-checking again. Speaking um, of promises, I've written on this, my notes for this match that we're definitely doing Evolution in October. Because I just wrote, thank God that the, women, the women's revolution happened <laughs> after this match. Yeah. yeah so Evolution's, Evolution is a promise, a wrestling on promise. Right, there we go. So, Nikki Bella, still the champ. What, what show are we actually covering today? We're doing Beast in the East, Lou. Right, yeah. We've done two out, of three, two out of five matches. Right. We're an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> Get on with it. We should have known. It fell apart a minute in and Peter started telling us what had happened to it. <laughs> right, coffee versus... coffee versus Brock. Right, but before we get there, Peters, there's a Brock Lesnar video package which shows... Details Brock Lesnar's history. The, the second one of the night. Yeah, well, yeah. This is purely Brock Lesnar, isn't it? Well oh, done. Again, again, the second one of the night. Yeah, the first one had a few bits. In. The only thing I liked about this is it doesn't have Brock Lesnar in his boot-cut jeans. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Seeing Lesnar in jeans walking into the arena. <laughs> There's a Twitter account in the, like, jeans and shoes or something. I definitely belongs on there, that one. Yeah, you just get used to seeing Lesnar in, like... You know, like he's wears like joggers, doesn't he? Like his like, athletic gear. With the two stripes down, the big two thick stripes in it. Yeah. yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love Lesnar. But right, let's get into. Um, Peter's obviously not a fan of the video package, so we'll move on swiftly to <laughs> to Kofi Kingston against Brock Lesnar. First thing I noticed about this match was no Heyman. Heyman nah. not gone out to Japan. There was there weren't many many managers all all night. The thing is, though, it's a whole show, and you don't get. Managers at house shows. It's yeah. at house show, but it's still on the network. If you're gonna have Lesnar, yeah, there. but I wonder if it was late, late plan to actually turn it into that, and obviously him and they've sort of said to him, yeah. you don't actually need to go to that instead. Because they had Raw on Monday night after. Yeah, because literally, yeah. like, I was it the day after. So Lesnar was on though. Lesnar was on the Raw. No, this was this. Yeah. Was this a Saturday? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing is with him, it'll just do what he wants, won't he? Yeah, that is true. But we've got uh, Kofi Kingston against Brock Lesnar. Kofi Kingston at this point, 
he's just a mid carder, isn't he? He's not really done that. The new day were in that weird gospel phase, though, weren't they? Where they yeah, were they like a ten heel just before, a month or two before this. Everybody yeah. hated the new day at this point. Well, they, and not they, even like just a heel way. Like they just everyone just couldn't stand just, them at this point. But like, like I said, their video used to be like one of them gospel choir things, didn't it? All and that's where the clapping started and stuff that's like that. Power of positivity. Kid. Yeah, yeah. If you had the story on them, the New Day podcast, that <laughs> when Vince heard it, he just couldn't help but just stamp, stamp his feet and to the beat. What the new, the new Day song? Yeah, when he plays, so I played it for him. He was just like, oh yeah, Christian <laughs> <laughs> <Pal. laughs> I'd love to follow that man around for uh, four hours. God. Good old Vince. You'd probably have about two hours sleep and don't sneeze. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, no, he, he does sneeze, doesn't he? He just gets real angry with himself when he when he sneezes. <laughs> Which is just... Hey man, put him in the bloody jacket. I think, right, because Bruce Pritchard's not been able to do as many of Conrad's um, podcasts as normal, I think Conrad should just say, like, I don't mind if I can have one one session with Vince. <laughs> just that would be so good. He did it with Stone Cold, didn't he? Yeah, and it just kind of it came on the um, Stone Cold Classics then. This week, I mean, yeah. it's the classic episode this week. I've not listened to it again yet, actually, but it was interesting the, at the time. The guys who do Dark Side of the Ring, which is a great TV show, yeah. this, the one guy they want more than anything is Vince. They just want an interview with Vince. Just anything. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Beyond the Mat? No, I, it's on my list of things to watch. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's like 25 years old now, I think, but that I've, is, I've seen it. That's the most insight I think you can get to, into Vince. I think they Vince said that. Today, He's got a puke. <laughs> He's got a puke. <laughs> They've mentioned a few a few interviews with Vince that he's done, yeah. and they just want to... It's just so fascinating, isn't it? I just... Even like the... You know when they do the network specials, and it's just... They're doing backstage, and it's like a 365. All well, Ricochet's is this weekend, which would be very interesting. Um, I just like the, the way he interacts with the wrestlers and stuff. I just found it really fascinating for some reason. I, I don't know why. But... I found his... Um, on. Last ride, his relationship with Taker just so strange. Yeah, you just if you were to pick up people out of a line who were friends, Vince and Taker were two people would put opposite ends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh. I had I went once that um, John Cena and Vince went to an ACDC concert together, which just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my absolute madness, isn't it? The old man, We're back in black now. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, look at Peter's is Steven. Like, let's get back to the show. <laughs> you got somewhere to be, Peter's. Oh, it's got a mistake, so I mean, yeah, yeah, it's been red assed all thing all week. Right, Kingston versus Lesnar. Um, the commentary team are massively putting over Lesnar, saying how dangerous he is. I mean, at this point, he's in a feud for the title with Seth Rollins. Who's in the he middle of his? He got a massive pop as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's just a huge star, isn't he? Yeah, he's well known in Japan, isn't he, because of New Japan. So the match actually itself only goes two minutes. Kingston, Kofi Kingston's pretty much running around. Lesnar just starts manhandling him. It's it's an F5 and wins. Um, More interesting stuff comes after the bell. Lesnar leaves the ring, gets back in and attacks him. Uh, New Day come out with Big E and Xavier Woods, who wrestled on the undercard. Supposed to be against Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, but obviously Tyson Kidd got injured. I think it was this around the time where he had that career-threatening injury. Well, he's never wrestled since, has he? Sure, From yeah, that yeah, muscle buster. Yeah. yeah. 
Although they knew that he was going to try to look at getting back into the ring, but I think that's a very stupid move. No, I think he's really yeah. weak, didn't he? It just wasn't... It's just he's done. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I think he's done. He, yeah. he knows he's done, but I think there was a... I did hear a story that he was looking at getting back in the ring, but personally, I think that's a very stupid move. Yeah. Um, so they were supposed to go against him, but they beat Lucha... Um, Lucha Lucha Dragons. Under- Lucha Dragons. I was going to say Lucha House Party, but that's the original. That's one's now, isn't it? Lucha Dragons. Yeah. The OGs. They beat them on the other card. So the kid, Biggie and Zivy Woods come out. Just both get a fight for the troubles. <laughs> I just found it weird that Lesnar was a face at this at this point, but still attacked Kofi Kingston. I guess he's a heel. Lesnar in it. But they were just putting over how dangerous yeah. Lesnar was. Um, I don't mind squash matches when they happen like this. Lou, what did you think? It was alright. My favourite bit was the <laughs> call. <laughs> but it was just... Uh, I was unfortunate to uh, <laughs> have this happen. So he's a very strong and scary man. I ever say because <laughs> he just absolutely rinse cold. He got, he got dragged yeah, somewhere. It was it? weird. I think this was the first. Uh, no, it was Heinrich. No, was it? I just, no, that was weird. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that at some point, I imagine. No, yeah, Brock just dragged him in the ring, didn't he? And just F- and F5'd him and um, JBL, I think. So it was just like with Saxon on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was his first time. His first time was legit being a Michael Cole. Yeah, but I think this was the first match of the whole Suplex City era, wasn't it? Um, WrestleMania 31, it went Suplex City. Oh, was that not? I, I was just, again, I wasn't watching, but I was assumed it was maybe about 8 million on John Cena. Possibly, but I think the one way he actually said it was WrestleMania 31. He yeah. might have said it at SummerSlam, actually, but he definitely said it at 31. one. that was... Was that where Rollins cashed in? Yeah, that was his last match before this. Right. Lesnar. So I think this was the first one where... I think he was doing the German suplexes before, but it was like a big deal. It was you and you were counting the German suplexes and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's how it started, which is a different style. Yeah, it was all right. It was what it was. Squash match. Weird seeing it happen to Coffee Kingston now. Because I think when it was announced, the internet was a buzz of like, oh, this would be quite an interesting match, and obviously it just wasn't. Um, I think they just had to pick somebody who he could beat easily and it wouldn't hurt them. So obviously Kofi Kingston, I think, were the tag team champions. They won, they, won the, they won him like two weeks later at Battleground. Right. Yeah. So but, it doesn't really matter, does it? You could just yeah. beat him. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it might be slightly more competitive, but I guess it didn't really hurt Kofi Kingston's career because he became the video champion, didn't he? Yeah, yeah was... I think at the time, I remember watching it live, and I thought the match was going to be better than it was. I think that was my only disappointment, right. really. What did you think, Peters, as a Lesnar sceptic? Again, it, it is what it does what it needs to, doesn't it? It makes Lesnar look strong. It just This is like a lot better than Brock now, where, as I discussed earlier, he just does the same two things, and that's it, done. But at this point, it was absolutely fine. But like you say, again... It, they didn't hurt anyone by doing this match either, particularly, so it's it's all fine. There we go. We then we'll move on from that match then, because that was all, so all this build up to Lesnar. He's in the third match of the card. It lasts two minutes and he's done. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to uh, a video package for the next match. So this is the NXT match, and a bit strange really because NXT at this time had never left full sale at it. So the first takeover outside was was Brooklyn, which would have been. A month later, it was SummerSlam, wasn't it? Yeah. So, it's strange seeing it on the main show. Obviously, Kevin Owens is the champion. He's currently in the middle of a feud with Cena. I think he's even got a match with Cena in two weeks at the, at the next pay-per-view. 
Um, it does mention that, doesn't it? Yeah, he's already, uh, already been once at this point, isn't he? Yeah. This is just before he goes up to the main roster, isn't it, really? Full time. Well, yeah. So, the, so there's a, a video package for Owens against Bella. So Bella's already had a go at beating Kevin Owens and failed. So this time he's going to bring out the demon. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the first time he brought the demon out for NXT in WWE. I, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think so. Because they didn't make a big that much of a big deal out of it, particularly that he was uh, yeah, turned he was, into the demon. I'm pretty sure, because I, I remember not knowing who Finn Balor was and just hearing about him and Googling him. I'm pretty sure I saw him in all this makeup and that. But he, he wrestled in the Indies as a demon, didn't he? Yeah. But I've, no, I think he, he he had the NXT right. to introduce the character, at least. But Yeah. I so we've got a pretty good video package for that. And we can get into the actual uh, NXT Champion match. Finn Balor against Kevin Owen. The crowd absolutely love Finn Balor. Well, he's massive I, on in Japan. Yeah, I think this is his best demon paint. It's like a full body demon paint. This yeah, the Japanese writing on the back as well, didn't it? Lovely. Yeah, references to Prince Devitt. Obviously, we was in New Japan. Hideo Itam is in the crowd for some reason. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NXT, only in the other time, he is here as well. We'll forget about him. Uh, they've got a full sort of, like, ev- everything, and they've got flowers getting handed out to Balor and Owens. They've got the streamers. Cheap beat by Owens to chuck his flowers out. Yeah, I absolutely love Owens, just not giving a shit, chucking his flowers out. <laughs> I mean, he Kevin Owens is great, and I think as much as I like his face, I think he had to turn face because people started cheering heel Owens, but... Yeah, it's because he was funny. Heel Owens is, is the best. Yeah. Um, I would say about this match, we sort of not criticised the crowd, but said how weird it was that there was quite in the first. I thought it really worked for this match because you could hear everything Owens was saying. Yeah. When he was yeah. in the rest hold. And my favourite bit of the full match is where he ran on the ropes twice and put him in a rest hold. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute classic. Classic heat by Owens. I think he said at one point, I hate I hate this country and I hate everybody in it. Yeah, I hate this yeah. country and everybody in it. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Dawkins is incredible. Obviously, he's in a field with Cena, so he starts using Cena's offense at once. I think he does the five moves of Doom, doesn't he? he, does, the he does the five knuckle shuffle, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, uh, spin out power bomb, five knuckle shuffle. He goes to the FU, but can't do it. Oh, AA, probably AA this time, wouldn't it? Bala hits a coup de gras and he gets a two count. There's a ridiculous rolling senton from the top by Kevin Owens. <laughs> Bala on his shoulders. For like, a big guy, he's pretty athletic, isn't he? That's going to hurt. So Bala hits a, a bloody Sunday, which is his move as Prince Devitt, which got a big pop from the crowd. That was only a two count, though. No. Finally, it's a second coup de gras, and Bala wins by pinfall. He's the new NXT champion. 19 minutes. Terry Peters, what did we think? of this match best match of the night I would agree with you there if, if this was on in 2020 it'd be the main event not the bollocks that comes up after this match but for me it, Finn's like he's just red hot here isn't he and obviously it's before his shoulder injury which I still don't think he's ever really recovered from in terms of status on the roster because again he was obviously at the top of his game and he's just never got a look in with anything really has he and he's obviously had to go back down to NXT or gone to NXT and I don't know I feel as though he's been a bit hard done by to be fair just in general but this match is really good and like like you said this was just before obviously Owens goes up to the main roster as well which is why he's obviously lost the title but to me there's two great wrestlers there in the ring and I think again one of them is criminally underused by WWE 
I don't mind Finn Balor in NXT though. I think NXT needed a star. And I th- oh no, I agree they needed. I a star. wanted Charlotte to go there full time. Because I think I think if you're gonna make NXT on TV and you're gonna get people to watch it, I think you need the main roster rub because obviously Adam Cole is a massive NXT star to NXT fans. If you don't watch NXT like a lot of sort of casual wrestling fans, because I wouldn't count us as casual wrestling fans because we have the network. You know, if you're just flicking through, I think you need somebody that you've seen before and it needs to be somebody big enough. So Tyler Breeze obviously went back, but he was barely on the main roster. So I think you need a big star and I think Finn Balor was the perfect person to do it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like I said, I just think, unfortunately, on the main roster, he's, again, criminally underutilised. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that he would get more... When he came back, I thought he'd go back straight into Universal Tyler feud, and it just didn't really happen, did it? It was a bit... He's not at all since, has he? Yeah, he got the one... He, got, he finally got his rematch, but, but it was against Roman Reigns, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Roman's, it was Roman's first defence. Um, that'd have been really good, actually, to get send the Cabrera's out, and it was just a big heel turn first night. <laughs> when Bella wins the title. Be great. But yeah, but yeah, but on your point about NXT stars, like it does make a difference because, well, I, I don't think Charlotte really moves the needle that much, but Sasha Banks definitely has the last two weeks. She's been yeah. in two matches and they've won the ratings one. She's had the highest segment of weeks, so there's definitely um. I just think if you're gonna go to TV, you yeah. need you need somebody to. So a wrestling fan that's probably heard of NXT. I we can't. It's hard for us to say because we're. In, we watch a lot of wrestling, so we yeah. watch pay-per-views every week, every month, and we watch. We don't, if we don't watch Raw and SmackDown, we definitely keep up with the results. So if you're like just like, gonna flick it on, if you flick NXT on and you see a big star there who you recognise on something, you're probably more likely to watch it. So I think they did. That, that's I don't have any qualms with Finn Balor going because he was massive. It, it makes sense because he was massive in NXT and he's a big enough name from the main roster to go there. Yeah. It sure. does, but at the same time, I could see that it, 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 feel, it felt like because he, he won the Universal title on his first night, or his first match, and then I had to obviously give it in the next day. It just feels like he's not reached his potential on the main roster. Yeah, he might come again. He's only young, yeah. isn't he? Nice, nice. He's a bit older. He's late 30s, I think. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Fit. Yeah. Late 30s isn't what late 30s used to be. No, it's true, but it's like 37, 38, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot older than what you think. But you look at. So it says late 30s, late 30s, 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 he's got 10 years left in him. I suppose AJ Styles is early 40s, isn't he? And he yeah. He's yeah. down anytime soon. It's, yeah. not, it's not what it was when Hogan and Savage and that were late. No, <laughs> it's always, yeah, yeah the, the, they're professional athletes now, look after themselves now. Yeah. But right, Lou, what did you think of the, the takeover match? Or the NXT match? Loved it, loved it. This, this got me into NXT. I'd never watched NXT before. Never really heard of these guys. Absolutely love Kevin Owens. I think I think after this match, I thought like I think yeah, yeah, advertised takeover Brooklyn, didn't it? So I was like, well, yeah. I'll watch, yeah. watch that Saturday night. I don't think I missed an NXT takeover since. That it was all through this match, really. I think this really put NXT on the map. Which I guess of, what I guess is what we're designed to do, wasn't it? That's why yeah, it's it coming out of just being developmental to actually being like a legitimate fed brand. Oh, it was always the cool the WWE created its own cool alternative. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which I think we discussed on the the Takeover Dallas show and we were Yeah, in the archives. Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I think this this should have been the main event, really. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but to your point, Piers, I think at the time it NXT wasn't as the it wasn't the big deal it is now. It was very much the developmental band. Like 
Yeah, the stories on the main roster and the and NXT didn't really line up. Like Big E came across, and he is a big baby face in NXT. But he started yeah. as a heel. And I think there's a few of us like that. And I think the Kevin Owens John Cena storyline was probably the first one where they like they acknowledged that they in the same universe as it were. I watch Marvel films now. And yeah, and this kind of took it to the next level really. But I I absolutely loved this match. I thought it was great. Five stars to me. I think Mel's give it like four and a quarter, but. Surprising. Yeah, no, surprise. Yeah, but one in the right place in Japan. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I really did. I thought it was really good. It's the first time I've ever seen this match. And like you, Lou, I think I watched Kevin Owens was at SummerSlam and then showed the clips of the ladder match at Brooklyn, which is why I went back and watched Brooklyn. And that was the first ever NXT takeover I'd ever watched. But I think and obviously um, that had the Bailey and Sasha Banks match on it, which was even better than um, yeah. Finn and Kevin Owens, so it's possibly one of the greatest shows of all time. Maybe we should look at doing that one. In yeah, but I think this is some would say this is like the start of NXT's like golden era, won't they? When you had Finn Balor as champion and you had the Sasha and Bailey matches, and you had yeah. Samoa Joe got into the main events shortly after this, didn't he? And you, then you get your Nakamura's and your sort of Drew McIntyre's and all sorts of stuff like that before. Well, even when Champa and Gargano was a bloody with DIY, I remember watching NXT when they first had that match. <laughs> so I loved it. I thought I agree with you, Peters and Lil. This was the the best match on the card by far. The one bit I'm glad about. So at the end, Tatsumi uh, Fujiyama comes out to celebrate with Finn Balor, and then Balor goes to shake Kevin Owens' hand, and I'm glad Owens walks off because I hate that. I get it. If you're both faces, get it. Yeah. If you're a heel, and you're you've just lost the, it, I'm thinking in real life. If I've just lost, I've just lost the title. I don't know. If, if I've just lost the title, though, I'm not gonna be shaking the guy down. I'm well annoyed that I've lost the title. Hmm. I'm gonna get out of there as quick as I can. You know what I mean? I've just lost. I've been embarrassed in front of everyone because I've just lost this title. I promised everybody I was gonna keep. I'm gonna be shaking hands. I don't care how good the match was. So I mean, and and that even if it was a custom in Japan, that's Owen's gimmick. He doesn't care about the custom in Japan, does he? No. No, no but I've already said that as well, he? That's why Finn went for it, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if if is that, if it's the custom in Japan, I think it's stupid. <laughs> he he was really. What, what about football? I, I I didn't like shaking hands when I played Sunday League, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so if I'd lost, if I'd won, I'd shake anybody's hand. But if I'd lost. I used to be well annoyed that I'd lost. Nah, it's just all. You just got used to it after a while. <laughs> it's not about winning, you know what I mean? I think you're fans, though, with that sly comment. I was one of the better teams in Hull Division Wake. <laughs> it's a fair division for those outside of Hull. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't bottom. Kingston was there. <laughs> Some would say it was the best best division. I know. I just, I just think Kevin Owens has done all that heel work before the match. If he just shook his hand, it ruined everything. No, I think the point of the spot was there was that he wasn't going to shake his hand. I think that's why he was so. Yeah. I don't think. I, think I don't think. It, I don't think it was a spare of the moment point from Kevin Owens to think, you know what, I'm not going to do this. Well, I'm glad he did. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it was planned that this is going to happen like this. Yeah, on this occasion, but on other occasions, it's it's been a thing. Triple H's thing. Yeah, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, it's the end of an era, isn't it? Got to end of an era. Show respect. 
Yeah, it's your respect. What's your respect by getting him beat up by 80 year old X Park? It's your respect. It was the DX and NWO wrestling with the Walkers, you know what I mean? <laughs> that match was great. Stand by that match, I loved it. Yeah, God, talk about being too late. It wasn't even bloody 10 years too late. It was about 25 years too late. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. By the time, you just got to get the fans what they want. Yeah, well, that's been lit this week, hasn't it? Taker and, Taker and uh, Sting. That can't happen. That's too late, that ain't it, surely? That ain't happening. Would, no. you not, what, would you not watch it in a... I'd absolutely um, watch it. I'd watch n- it. No, yeah. but would you rather it be a... Sort of, like, not a Boneyard match, as say, but a, a production like the Boneyard match? No, she the live crowd said, oh, yeah, I think. Some of these matches. Some of them right. big... Imagine, like, Rock, Rock and Hogan in a Boneyard match. Who cares? Yeah, but take it or Sting can't do it in the ring. Yeah, I don't need to that today. Just Tombstone, Tombstone, Scorpion, Deathlock, Hell's Gate. You're done. That's all it needs, all it needs to be. <laughs> you hey, booked it now, and yeah, got tweet, yeah. tweet, mini Mark. <laughs> <Right. what> <laughs> there we go. He's gonna block us soon, isn't he? <laughs> I was gonna say someone's retweeted uh, our previous one to Akada, but it, it was me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. So moving on, we get another video package. This time it's of the actual house show, so WWE Live the night before. There's a lot with uh, Tatsumi Fujiyami. I think he went into the Hall of Fame. He went into it, I think, yeah. didn't he, by the, by the looks of it. Uh, yeah, in the WrestleMania before. And then the uh, the pay-per-view wins there, and we all go home happy. It's what, <laughs> it's what I would absolutely love to say. But instead, we get... An absolute nonsense of a match next. So we've got King Barrett and Kane against John Cena and Dolph Ziggler. And can I just point out... The Dolph Ziggler is the fucking worst, yes. No, Let's honestly, just get out there now. Well, yeah, so obviously there's no Jeff Jarrett, but there's Jeff Jarrett reincarnated for Louis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as part of my role, and so obviously we, on this podcast, is I do a lot of research into the match, and I keep, I'm the one who brings all the feuds in and stuff. This match has no logical reason to why it was there <laughs> at all. So we've got King Barrett again, John Cena, Dolph Ziggler. So Cena is in a feud with Kevin Owens. Dolph Ziggler is in a feud with Rusev, that terrible feud where Lana left Rusev for Ziggler and Summeria got involved somehow. Kane is in the middle of a feud with Lesnar because he's part of the authority. He's corporate Kane at this point. Weed Barrett's feuding with R-Truth. None of them storylines are linked together whatsoever. There is absolutely no reason for this match to happen. I don't mind if King Barrett had been feuding with Cena and Kane had been feuding with Ziggler, and then you have it. Makes sense. I get that. Or, or whatever way. But they've literally just said, oh, well, we need two faces, two wheels, but they're not in the same field, so it don't matter. We'll just bang them in the tag team and hope it works. Absolutely ridiculous. We've got Kane in his corporate attire. Ridiculous. The only good bit about that was when he sort of turned semi-face and it went back to Master Kane. We got involved in some of Seth Rollins' matches. That's the only good bit about corporate Kane. Oh, well, Seth Rollins got injured, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And uh, we've got Wade Barrett as King Barrett. He won King of the Ring in April, so he won King of the Ring. He's English fella. Like, let's put a crown on him. Seeing as a US champ, Dolph Ziggler's about 
<laughs> I guess he was free. Ugh. Yeah, it was a stupid premise for the match. It was a crap match. It went 23 minutes. It went 23 minutes too long. It was rubbish. Let's all pretend it didn't exist. We're going home. Follow us around on Twitter. Terry Peters. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you, you just thought it was a bit for him? What did you think of that match? <laughs> what you just said. It was terrible. It, it's a classic house show main event. No rhyme, no reason. Complete bollocks. There to get Cena out, basically. And that's it. Just finished after the NXT. Nowadays, that would not even... That match would not even see the light of day. And every, they, they, they would finish on NXT match. But for me, it was crap. It wasn't even a good match. No, it wasn't. It was a good match. It went on far it. too long. It was just classic. Everyone was phoning it in. You just the heels really, really one sided towards the heels. They isolated Cena for a bit. He got a hot tag to Ziggler. That lasted about 10 seconds. He's come back. Ziggler's then getting beat up. Then Cena's tagged in. It's his five moves of doom. Cena pins Barrett with the, after the AA. It's finished. It was just slow, boring, and rubbish. Lou, um, I imagine you'll want to defend it. It was, it was, it was all right. I was offended by it. Like, yeah, the, the the match before would have made a better main event, for sure. But it went the way. I mean, it went a bit bit longer. I was thinking, like, while you're having that that diatribe, <laughs> I was thinking, like, what he could have done if they wanted all four of those in the match. Cena was US champ. He should have just done an open challenge and all three of them come out. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. that would have been better. That would have made yeah. some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the the long tag matches were a bit. I know they started doing them a lot when Raw went to three hours. They do a lot of these matches earlier, but when he's when he's not here, all it's difficult. If you're in the crowd, it's fine because you just want the big, you want to see the big stars. They're happy, but maybe maybe the so I'd still have this as the main event of the show, but the TV main event, I would have just kind of stopped, started broadcast. Gone, Ten minutes, put another match in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Get I, did, I didn't know how long this was, and I paused it after um, the Finn Balor and. Kevin Owens match and I knew what match was coming up next and I slid half an hour to go and I, I genuinely thought Christ <laughs> yeah. yeah it was just a bit heedless wasn't it like Kane, it was... Kane in 2015 should not have been doing a 20 minute match <laughs> no no can we just show our appreciation for King Barrett there yeah. how great is this guy his I music Boom. while this was on I actually did some research into a weird Barrett because I had not better to do <laughs> it was a before I became a wrestler. It was a legit bare knuckle brawler, like bare knuckle boxer. Fought all over Europe. On the streets of Blackpool. <laughs> all over Europe. <laughs> and he once got stabbed, and he's got. I didn't. I couldn't. I was trying to work out where it was, but he's apparently got a ten inch scar on his body. Yeah. Is he not also a qualified marine biologist? Okay, I don't. I didn't do that. I was. I, he might have been, but I was. I focused on the uh, bare knuckle brawler. That's why his nose is all funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a marine biologist as well. Yeah, maybe. It's not as interesting uh, as his medical boxing and, career, though. And a great actor. Yeah, he's been in a few things, hasn't he? Like he's, recent... he's commented for genuinely every indie company. Every single one. He's your general yeah. manager of a lot of them, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Well spot. <laughs> Do you remember at Defiant, where he just kept standing up? Yeah, what did he, what did he we, catch? We, we couldn't hear him, so he just kept standing up. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he caught someone who was like, Stu, Stu, Stu. I can't really caught. 
Ah, it's something like a flute flew out the ring. Like some sort of stick, that some sort of weapon that someone had, I think. So, uh, this match had no place on the card. It's like yeah. un, you know, it's like unfulfilled potential there. Wade Barrett's right up there. Ah, Wade Barrett should have won the title. Um, yeah. Texas run. Yeah. He should have been like, the first British champ. He should have been. But there you go. I and also controversial opinion. I enjoyed the League of Nations purely. I, I enjoyed his, his his tag team with Sheamus, where they were called the lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Sheamus and Wade Barrett walking down to the ring going lads, lads. <laughs> I can't want pay per view that somebody to watch that. Yeah. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I like. I was a big Barrett fan, and I'm disappointed he's not involved in wrestling. I like Barrett. He's in. He's the commentator in NWA Power. Yeah, but he's not. Wrestling, is not it? wrestling, no. I thought it was great. There's a great story of when he was on NXT and Jericho was his mentor. And I think one of his first appearances, he went out with Jericho to do a promo and he was that caught, like captivated by the crowd because I don't think he'd ever seen a crowd so big. Jericho asked him a question and he hadn't heard what it was. So he picked the microphone and he, he started doing this promo about how he was this bare knuckle boxer and he's come to beat everybody up. And then Jericho took the microphone off him and said, I asked you to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was literally just spent like two minutes putting himself over because yeah, right. <laughs> he not he was he just was looking at like everything else and not listening to what Jericho was saying. <laughs> And also, he's got like a weird relationship with Jericho. When he finally quit WWE and said, that's enough, he said he was leaving this car park. He was in an underground car park and um, he could just see the sun as he was driving out. And it was like he was going on to this new and better things. And as he's driving out, Jericho pulls and flips him off. <laughs> <laughs> and that, he said that was like the last thing he saw on WWE event. <laughs> Amazing. It's on one of Jericho. I'm sure it's Jericho's podcast. It's, it's hilarious. But Wade Barrett, he literally uh, sets the scene for like five minutes of how it was like real poetic. Like he was going into this, like he's leaving the dark and he's going into this sun. He's moving on with his life. <laughs> Jericho puts the window on, flips him off. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, I agree. He should have been champion. But I'm not um, disappointed that Joe McIntyre is the best British champion. No, no. No, it's, it's all right. It's all true. I guess there was a point before he became back that I was worried it would be Neville. <laughs> yeah. What was wrong with Neville? <laughs> Neville. Neville's. Face Neville sucks. Ah, he was good. He was having one of his popular character. Yeah. I'd have been happy with him. Should have been Regal. Should have been the should've, should've, No, should've, really, should have been a Should have been Bulldog. Yeah. Should have been Regal. Should have been Wade Barrett. Maybe maybe not level. Definitely should have been McIntyre. It should be McIntyre two years ago. Yeah. Where's well, it now? I mean, let's just, you know, let's enjoy the moment. <laughs> They're doing next. Pete Dunn. It's got to be Pete Dunn at some point, isn't it? Joe Henry. Still calling it. Well, Joe Henry before Pete Dunn? Yeah. Yeah. Next next week. I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to tell them I'm wrong. It's going to leave Ring of Honor. I just go straight to Man Roster and just win the title in this first match. Yeah. As much as I would love that, though, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see on, on Raw Monday night, will we? Yeah, we will. We will see. And you guys listening will already know that that's complete bollocks. <laughs> no, I'm in the next, the next Raw. Well, so what day would this that be? This goes out on the Wednesday. The, the Monday after. 
There we go then, right then. You heard it here first from Lou, with no knowledge whatsoever. Okay. Just because he happens to like Joe Hendry, <laughs> thinks he's going to win. <laughs> he's going to win as well. Right, then that was that was Beast in the East. It's only two hours. There was two dark matches. Cesaro did beat someone. I can't remember who it was. Diego. <laughs> I was going to say, it was Echo, one of the... Is Ava Primo Epico, which you met, Lou? I did. I met one of them. can't remember which one it was, but I met him in the Elimination Chamber. Was that when there was part of the, the Matadors? No, they were just back to being Primo Epico at that point. They had the mask on. Oh, so they, were, they were the Shining Stars again. What, it was Diego and the Shining Stars? Oh, no. Did you remember when I met him on this show? No, when it was Diego. Okay, oh, yeah, we... that's when they were lost Matadors. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you met Primo or Epico, doing oh, your just you wait till we get to the Elimination Chamber episodes. Then I'm like, oh, will I be in the Elimination Chamber? That thought is what it's like. That thought is hilarious because you're doing a weird hand gesture with him. Oh, well, because he did it, and I thought I'm gonna do it as well. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like the bar, but not the bar. <laughs> yeah, I can't what it is now. I have to get it up again. Didn't you just put? Didn't you just put your fist down? He did some of his fist, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with Primo and our, our Epic, I don't know which one it was. All right. There we go then. That, that was that was Beast in the East. Tay Peters, you're obviously seething for some strange reason. Maybe some, well, some sort of red meat not being pulled out of the freezer. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of the, of the event as a whole? Yeah, there was some good in there, wasn't there? There's a bit of bad as well, but it was all right. I wouldn't be in a hurry to watch it again, particularly maybe the Finn and KO match and the the first match. But other than that, it was it was all right. It's not it's not pulled you out your mood. Or did it in fact put you in your mood when you watched it this morning? Uh, it probably put me in my mood to be fair. Thinking about it, that main event. So. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was there, wasn't it? It was the thing. We watched it, Lou. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just an enjoyable network special, isn't it? It's not going to go down as an all-time great pay-per-view. I think there's an all-time great match on there, but yeah, it's just an enjoyable WWE network special. I wish to do more of them, to be honest. Stuff like this. It's, yeah. I like it. Also, it's just stuff that I can watch live, and I don't have to just take a day off to watch live on a Sunday night. So, did you watch this live at the time? Yeah, I think it's like on like 11 a.m. here. I was going to ask, that was my next question, what time was yeah. it on? Which is why I like this. I controversial opinion. I like the Saudi shows because I can watch them at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the first one. After that, when it got a bit, a bit seedy, didn't it? You know, when the Saudi prince started killing everyone. Yeah. But you know, before that, it was quite. The the Australia one as well was on like nine a.m. That was good. Yeah, I watched sure. that one live as well. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously the NXT uh, UK takeovers and stuff are on. You can watch that live, can't you? So there's a lot of stuff we can't watch live, I guess. You say that. I don't think I've watched a takeover live. UK ones. UK one. I don't think I've watched. We, we went to one of them. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. There was. Um, we was at New Japan for one of the others for the Cardiff one. Yeah, I've not seen it, actually. Which apparently didn't that much get five stars. Five and a quarter. Walter and Talbot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think I've still watched one live. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. One of the before like the tournaments we we was watching City <laughs> when it was on. We were um, no, we were on the train back home from London. I can't remember what we were saying. We were doing summer. I didn't watch it till late yeah. at night anyhow. Yeah. But there we have it, Beast in the East. Yeah, if you if you've never seen it, 
I'd, I'd skip most of it and just watch the KO Finn Balor match. Or maybe the first match. First match was alright, wasn't it? Yeah, first match was alright. Yeah, but yeah, sack off to Mina. You brought Lesnar match, you probably don't need to see again. And that last match just needs to get kicked in the corner and left to rot. Next week, I don't think it's going to get any better. Yeah, We're going to WCW again. Yes. Not, good, not good WCW. 2000s yeah. WCW. Lou, you're the WCW fan on this, this podcast. Defend Bash at the Beach 2000. History making. History Every, making. Everyone know, even if you don't know the, that it was Bash at the Beach 2000, there is a segment that everybody will know. Yep, I've not seen the rest of the... I've seen this segment, but I've not seen anything else. So I'm looking forward to just seeing how it pans out. Seeing what the aftermath of that segment is like on the show. There we have it. Terry Peters, um, you're in a mood now. I imagine you'll be in a mood next week because you despise WCW every fiber of your being. Are you excited? Nope. No. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> Terry Peters may or may not be here next week for Bash of the Beach 2000. And then the week after that, we're only doing one week of WCW, Peters, so you can stop giving everyone the, the, the evil eyes. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, we're going to WWE, and we're jumping forward to the 2007 Great American Bash. We've not done a Great American Bash yet. It would have been... I know, well, we have, kind of, haven't we? Because on the Regal one, we watched Sting and Regal at the Great American Bash. Yeah, we've, not, yeah. we've, not, we've not watched a proper... We've not watched a full paper view, have we? A proper Great American Bash. I guess it's still in a proper one, really, because it's the proper ones are WCW, are they? Yeah, this is WWE. Lou, um, no, this is a proper one. It goes to a proper company, doesn't it? <laughs> Here we go, Pete. Not one that's still going, isn't it? Not, not one that <laughs> shit on itself and is defunct because it can't run a fucking show. <laughs> WCW had some good days. Yeah, exactly. Did. Had. All in the past. <laughs> Just like WCW. Why, why you... Wow. Yeah, right, well, um, I was going to go to Peter. It's our Peter Swagger. I don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to go to Peter's next, but I don't, I don't think I want to know what comes out of his next clue. Um, what, what do you think we'll see from the Great American Bash 2007? Well, I'm looking forward to the main event, which is John Cena versus Bobby Lashley, which is apparently really good. I've never seen it. But apparently at the time, it was two wrestlers who the internet didn't much like. But everyone was like, actually, no, that, that match was good. So oh. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And also, it was Lashley's last match for like 12 years in the WWE. Yeah, there we go then. Uh, well, they did say, didn't they, on his um, when he lost to McIntyre, was it 13 years? Which probably yeah. about right, isn't it? His last title match for 13 years. Tay Peters, if you can, without saying any expletives, what do you think of the WWF? Well, WWE Great American Bash 2007. I've never seen it, so I have no idea. Oh, well then. Excited, Peters? Reasonably, I'm just having a quick look at the card now. Are you going to be... There looks like there's some interesting things going on on it, so yeah, we'll, we'll, give, it, we'll, we'll give it a bash. No so if, you want, yeah. if you want Peter to be in a good mood, um, join us in two weeks. Skip next week because it's, <laughs> it's going to be even angrier than he was this week. <laughs> if you want to no doubt see Peter's and Lou get at it, <laughs> defending some horrendous, then join us next week with WCW Bash at the Beach. You can follow us for all things on Twitter. Instagram at WrestleRound. You find us um, tweeting daft stuff to, to wrestlers. Daft <laughs> oh, stuff. I can't have reply to that. Sure, I've been some man have ignored us so far. But well, they're not well. Not for the Carter. Someone will reply to us one day. Man so. of the people. And you, you'll you find out when if you follow us uh, at WrestleRound. It's W R E S around. 
Follow us on Facebook and join our crusade to prove that we are not, in fact, a dating website. <laughs> uh, uh, Facebook at Wrestling, as uh, well, just Wrestling Around on Facebook. You'll find us there. YouTube as well, Wrestling Around. The lockdown may be ending soon, so we'll we'll that will get kicked into high gear. Uh, there is a, an exclusive on there where you've done the first ever TNA, well, weekly show that wasn't a pay per view, the first ever Impact. Peters was probably really annoyed about that as well. <laughs> Which we said we said we'd put on the on the podcast feed, but we haven't done. So get to YouTube. Get to, get to YouTube and watch I'll that. Watch it on there. And we'll put it on the podcast feed in a year's time. We'll, yeah, it'll be on the probably, pod- be, probably before then, but yeah, we'll not, pod- not when it said not when we said we'd do it. To be honest, yeah, I just well, I just forgot to do it. To be honest, I don't I don't actually think we promised that. I think we suggested it. So it doesn't matter yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I've not broken a promise. Yeah, we, we, we don't break promises here. I said I might. Do, I said I might do it. If you've got a, uh, you want to ask us a personal question as like, why is Terry Peters so angry? Then uh, email us at wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. <laughs> wrestlingaroundoutlook.com. Terry Peters, cheer yourself up. Do some self-promotion. Where can we find you? Bell Nation on YouTube. Bell Nation on Twitter. Twitch.tv forward slash Bell Nation and RL92 on Instagram. There we go. Um, there Terry, Pe- Terry Peters, kayfabe. That's, that's dead, isn't it? <laughs> That lasted like a week. <laughs> and, and at Tess Peters. Tess Peters. <laughs> um, join, join him on Friday nights, Bell Nation. You'll find me and Lou. Trolling. Yeah, basically telling them that it's rubbish at football manager. But you'll well, find, I, out, you'll find out for yourself if you want to. <laughs> I don't troll. I, just, I get the crowd whipped up. I get everyone, get everyone going. Get there the we crowd go. going. He was once number 11 on the football manager on Twitch, so he's a big deal. Wrestling rounds worldwide. Terry it's on the, the streamer showdown next week. Switch partner, isn't it? Which isn't happening. He's <laughs> on, yeah. on the streamer showdown. I, mean, I think you've got a Which bet. isn't happening then either. Talking bobbins, man. How do we get you on it? Um, he's got to yep. got to not get sacked at the end of every stream. I didn't <laughs> get sacked last night, so it's fine. <laughs> you, you nearly did. <laughs> uh, obviously, when 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 Peter's is live, I will provide the uh, notification to all of our good fans on there. Uh, we'll let you know. We'll let you know when he's live. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as always. Yeah. Drop in, share the love, share the wrestling around. The wrestling around. Well, we haven't really come up with a name for the wrestling around fans, have we? So, I think that's your two zone work for next week. The Lou World Order, right? No, there was the Lou World Order. There was the, the Peter's Posse. Peter's Posse. <laughs> and uh, I believe I was on my own as the big Ross man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, got, um, you got no fans, so. <laughs> Duke Lou, do you want some? <laughs> God, how old are we? That was like seven years old. <laughs> Great, irrelevant, irrelevant meme. Yeah, if you if you're listening to this like in the future, it's even older than you think it is. <laughs> Lou, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at Lou Markham on Instagram and the Twitter. There we go, at Lou Markham. Guys, thanks for being here. Say, Peters, I feel like um, you need to go get some out of the freezer. Stays. <laughs> Getting steaks out. Is it too late? Find out next week. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. Join us next week for the return of WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. This is the Wrestling Around podcast. Thank you very much. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.